Jesus Christ is alive. This is the testimony of hundreds of millions of Christians. God raised him from the dead after he died on the cross for our sins. The resurrection of Jesus changed the world. But can we honestly believe these people? Maybe it's all a hoax. The misinformed and misguided say hundreds reported that they saw him alive again. The tomb was empty. Jesus really died. But is it true? Even experts tell us there's no real evidence for the resurrection. It's an ancient tradition that his body was stolen. It would be short-sighted to overlook that Jesus died the death of a criminal. After filling the world with hope, Jesus lived an exemplary life before he was rejected by his own people. We might find it hard to believe, but this is the real truth about Easter. This is how I used to think. Now Jesus is alive in me. The story of Easter has turned my life around. This is the truth about Easter. We might find it hard to believe, but before he was rejected by his own people, Jesus lived an exemplary life. After filling the world full of hope, Jesus died the death of a criminal. It would be short-sighted to overlook that it's an ancient tradition that his body was stolen. Even experts tell us there's no real evidence for the resurrection, but is it true? Jesus really died. The tomb was empty. Hundreds reported that they saw him alive again. The misinformed and misguided say, maybe it's all a hoax. But can we honestly believe these people? The resurrection of Jesus changed the world. After he died on the cross for our sins, God raised him from the dead. This is the testimony of hundreds of millions of Christians. Jesus Christ is alive. How many of you would agree with that today? That the story of Easter has turned your life around? That Jesus Christ is alive? Well, 2,000 years ago, on a Friday, Jesus was arrested in a garden where he was praying. And he was beaten and mocked and spit upon. And Roman soldiers uh, were flogging him with a leather whip uh, full of bits of bone and metal. And it tore at his flesh. And, 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 he, and he standed firm when they pressed the crown of thorns on his head into his, his brow mocking him for, for being called the King of Kings. And Jesus walked to Calvary, the blood dripping from his body, a, a cross hanging on his back as he stumbled beneath the load, as he carried the heaviness of what was about to happen to him. And then, as we know, Jesus hung on a cross, bloody and dying. And the sky grew dark and the earth began to tremble. And the scripture says that he who knew no sin became sin for you and for me in that moment. And that's why it had to be so ugly. That's why it had to be so dark is because it was representation of the sin that we would commit. And in Matthew 27, 45, it says at noon, Darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock, and at about three o'clock, Jesus called out in a loud voice, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
And in that moment, Jesus was completely alone. Even God had to leave him or his plan would not come to pass. Even God would leave him for a moment so that he could atone for the sin of humanity. And I believe in that moment heaven was weeping because the son of God, the only perfect man, was dead. And Satan thought he had won the victory. Surely he thought he had destroyed the Son of God. But we know that that was only Friday. But that was only Friday because now it's Sunday. And today we celebrate that which was dead is now alive. That's what was dead is now alive. And the scripture says, I want to keep telling you what the scripture says, that about dawn on that first day of the week, I love how God didn't wait till noon to show us. That at dawn, on the first day of the week, there was this great earthquake, and the angel of the Lord came from heaven, rolled the stone away from the door of the tomb, and he sat on the stone, telling those who came to find Jesus, he is not here, he is risen indeed. And the crucified and resurrected Christ proves to be alive. Jesus Christ is alive. And through that death on the cross, he defeated death and hell and sin and the grave, and it's Sunday, and everything has changed. It's the age of grace. God's grace has poured out on all of us who would look to Jesus. He made this way for us with no obstacles to get to him. It cost him everything, but he did it because he loved us so deeply. And grace was freely given to all who would believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and was buried and rose again. So on this Easter Sunday, I just want to take a a few minutes to talk about how the same thing can happen in our lives that what is dead in your life can live again. And that's why we we named this whole series, Get Your Hopes Up. Get your hopes up, because what happened to Jesus can happen in your life as well. A few years ago, um, Verizon came out with this genius advertising campaign. I have a picture of it here. You might remember it. And it was the, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me? I kind of feel like that when I'm driving through Edinburgh on I-79. Anybody get an amen for that? Um, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And what would happen is this actor would take uh, this, his Verizon cell phone service into all types of locations to see if the caller could hear him. And so he went into the forest, and, and he'd say, can you hear me now? And in the middle of the lake, and in a very cold tundra, they may have filmed that in Erie, <laughs> uh, you know, in a cornfield, in a construction site, all these things. And he would say, can you hear me now? How about now? How about now? And Verizon was advertising that in the places that you most likely would experience a dead spot, there was a connection if you used their service. It was all about the dead spots. And they are the most infuriating things. They always happen at the exact moment that the person is telling you the important detail. Do you ever notice that? What time's the appointment? What? What? What time? It never comes out when they're telling you the things you don't need to know. It always comes out at that that moment. And we experience dead spots, not just in our cell networks. I I believe that we experience dead spots on our insides, in our heart, and in our soul, and, and in our lives. There are maybe seasons of our lives that feel like dead spots. In fact, we can experience emotional dead spots. Maybe some of you here today have weathered storms so heavy that you, you can just literally turn your emotions off and feel nothing at all. 
You've built that capacity within you. It just seems safer. If you just don't feel anything, then you can't get hurt anymore. Maybe you're stressed out. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling with depression and anxiety and it's hard to even get up in the morning. It was difficult to even get here today, even though you wanted to come. Maybe you're facing an impossible situation and you can't seem to see any way out and, and, and you just literally feel like you're drowning. Internal emotional struggles can make you feel completely dead inside. Emotional dead spots. They, they turn things off in us that should be alive. Maybe you're working through a relational dead spot. Maybe you're wrestling through some conflict with a friend or or your family is always feuding and unfriending each other on social media, and that crazy cousin Eddie is already planning what he's going to do today to ruin your Easter lunch. And when you get there, and, and there's always this maybe drama and frustration, or, or maybe, maybe it's possible that you have uh, been fighting for someone, and they've told you it's over. There's no way. There's no way we're coming back to life from this. Maybe you're picking up the pieces of a recent divorce or, or a breakup. You know, the pain of a broken heart, I think, can be worse than any physical pain. Because there's nothing, there's no medicine you can take for that. There is no physical thing you can do. It's awful. It's indescribable. It literally feels like you're dying inside. Another dead spot we experience is spiritually, spiritual dead spots. Maybe at some point in your life you were very, very close to God. But somehow you've drifted You've washed up on shore and you aren't even really positive how it happened, but God feels really, really far away. Or maybe church has just been a routine for you and, and you're just going through the mo motions and hoping the checkbox counts and, and you're, you're just kind of doing it to, to hope that you get God's blessing and God's favor, but it doesn't really mean anything to you. You're spiritually dead inside. Maybe you prayed a prayer for a long time. It wasn't answered like you thought it was going to be. And now you just feel a little disillusioned or a little disconnected or not really sure if what you believe about God is true. All of these emotional, relational, spiritual dead spots, they make us tired. They make us empty. They make us feel trapped. If when someone asks you how you're doing and you've gotten a full night's sleep and you just say tired, that might be because you have emotional relational or spiritual dead spot in your life that's just draining all that energy of who you're supposed to be. The message of Easter is so loud and so clear that things that were once dead can live again. That Jesus can breathe into your emotional, relational, and spiritual dead spots. That's what he's here to tell you today, that Jesus has overcome the grave. And not only can he unlock what's dying in your life, he can do it flawlessly and perfectly and in a way that nothing else can actually fix the deep down root of it. The world doesn't have the keys. That perfect relationship doesn't have the keys. That winning lottery ticket won't fix everything. But Jesus brings life what's dead in us and he does it the only way that he can do. And you know what I love about God is that he is determined to overcome our brokenness. God is determined to overcome our brokenness. If he wasn't, he wouldn't have gone to the cross. He wouldn't have gone through all that agony and that pain. He wants to communicate to us that he wants to bring life back into the dead spots that we encounter. If you are facing a dead spot in your life or in your heart, if you, if you said, you know, what she said about this makes sense, or what, what she said about that makes sense. I, 
I want to encourage you that the very first thing, that the first step is to come face to face with the reality of what Jesus did for you. And that's what I'm hopeful that happens to you today is that we deserve the punishment in the darkness because of our sin. We, we miss the mark all the time. We, we have messy lives. But get your hopes up because that's where Jesus does his best work. That's when Jesus can get in there and he can do his best work and he takes all that sin and all those consequences and all that punishment and in one act he stepped into our place. He became our substitute and he said, no, no, they don't, they're not going to get the punishment that they incurred. I will do it. I will go for them. And he makes a choice. Out of this deep, reckless, unexplainable love, he makes this choice to step into your place, the place where you should have been. And because he made that choice, now you are faced with a choice. Now you are faced with a choice. The scripture says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your lips that Christ is Lord and that he indeed died on a cross for your sin, then you will be saved. And you can come into a relationship with Christ. The spirit of God lives inside of you. You might say that sounds too easy. There's got to be some some you know, hidden, hidden agenda here. There's got to be some straws. Nope. Jesus said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it so simple and so easy because I have such a heart for humanity. I have such a heart for the redemption of mankind. All they need to do is believe in their heart and confess with their lips that, I, that they are Lord of my life and that they repent of their sin and, and turn and ask God to come into their life to rule and to reign. And you know, there is no better day to make that decision than Easter Sunday. So when the Spirit of God lives in you, if you've already made that decision, and we're going to have a moment here at the end of service uh, to give you an opportunity to maybe respond to that. But if you have already made that decision, maybe you're here today, and you said, I've done that, I've done that step. I want to tell you that when that happens, the Spirit of God lives in you. That the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, and that Jesus can start reviving your dead spots. Jesus can start reviving your dead spots. If you're a believer in Jesus and you have dead spots, Jesus, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, can start reviving your dead spots. I want to read to you Romans 8, 11. It says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. What this is saying is that the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives within you. And that means you can change. That is the hope of transformation, that you will not always be as you are now. That things will change, that things must change, that the Holy Spirit will empower you to change, that you can get out of that bad relationship. You can stop that habit that you've had for years. You can change direction. You can become more like Jesus. You can. You don't have to live this way. Whatever this way is for you, you don't have to be stuck anymore because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that lives within you. The limits are impossible. Ephesians 4, 22-24 says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. 
So in order to, to make your dead spots come alive again, that new life in Christ isn't simply what we don't do. Coming to church isn't about all the rules of what you're not allowed to do, but it's what we now do instead. He's urging us to offer ourselves to God as though we have been brought from death to life. So what do people like that act like? They are full of hope. Because they were once dead, they had emotional dead spots or spiritual dead spots or relational dead spots, but now God has breathed life into that. I think we often tend to think of our faith of following Jesus as only avoiding the bad things. We think, what are the things we need to stop doing? What are the things we need to cut out of our life? We need to stop cussing. We need to stop looking at pornography. We need to stop gossiping about others. Yes, that's all true. Stop doing those things. But that's only half of it. There's this positive movement in the gospel that brings about new birth and and ushers us into this resurrection life that he talks about. And we find this message again and again through scripture that following Jesus isn't just about what we say no to. It's about what we say yes to. It's about what we say yes to. It's about the things that God asks us to do, to serve and to give and to love and to to put ourselves out there and to be vulnerable and to invite other people to understand our faith and, and to move in God's direction and to have more worship and more prayer and more opportunities to fellowship. It's about all of those things. That's what brings you alive again. It's not about all the stuff you need to knock off. It's about the things that that you say yes to. Yes, God, more worship. Yes, more prayer. Yes, more opportunities. Yes, God, make my dead spot come alive because I don't want to live like this anymore. And the Holy Spirit says there's hope. There's hope for that. Don't give up hope because the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive in you. So what is God asking you to say yes to? What is God asking you to say yes to this Easter Sunday? God is determined to overcome our brokenness. Jesus isn't dead. He is alive. He is very much alive. And he has come to turn your dead spots into life again. I believe he wants to heal your heart so you can trust people. I believe he wants to repair that relationship with your child that is distant for whatever reason. I believe that he wants to help you experience him in a new way that's closer and deeper than you've ever had. Maybe in a way that even surprises you a little. I believe that God wants that. He wants to heal whatever fear and whatever pain has caused you to to hold back from him. This is the message of Easter. Get your hopes up. Get your hopes up. That's the message of Easter. Get your hopes up because Easter has turned everything around and Jesus Christ is alive.
that I need you to do your resurrection power in. I've got a relational or an emotional or spiritual dead spot. Would you just raise your hand? No one's looking at you. Just raise your hand right up. Hands going all across this room. Now, if you're supposed to raise your hand, if you did it, now raise your hand because that always happens too. There's always some of you. (laughs) Raise your hand. All right, pray with me. Father God, I thank you. I pray right now for those in this room that are making maybe their first step They're they're declaring that they want a relationship with you. And I pray in Jesus' name that they would have faith today, God, that you died on a cross for them. You have bridged the gap, Lord, that they no longer have to be far from you, that you have brought them near. And I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would help them feel the peace even now, the, the power, your resurrection power flow over them, God, that they would know that they are loved unexplainably. God, we pray for those whose hands are raised that are struggling with some other spiritual dead spot, we pray that you would just fill them with your Holy Spirit, God, even right now. Lord, that you would just overflow inside of them, God, and that they could find this presence and this closeness that they've never felt before with you. God, we thank you for the cross. I thank you for those who are struggling with the relational dead spot. And I ask, Lord, that even in this moment, you would repair relationships, that you would show ways, that you would soften hearts, God, that you would bring forgiveness, Lord, that you would dissolve bitterness in Jesus' name, even right now, God. And we pray for those with emotional dead spots, Lord Jesus. Would you heal people this morning of depression, of anxiety, of things that are keeping them from living a life full of you. God, in Jesus' name, I know you can do this and I'm asking you in faith because on the cross, Lord God, you defeated everything that keeps us from you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. Thank you for these folks that came today and and the way we've been able to worship you. It is in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Can you give God a hand and thank him for what he did?